Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bob by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we have two more Oscar-nominated films for you. We have Causeway and After Sun. Yeah, these were nominated for Best Actor, and I think both of them are Supporting Actor. Supporting Actor, okay. Yeah, Best Supporting Actor for Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, and Best Actor for Paul Mezcal in After Sun. Um, and Paul and Paul Mescal was was the was the dad in After Sun, right? Yes, he was. Okay. Okay. Yes. What What else has he been? Did I? I he didn't look familiar to me. Yeah. So I had watched him in that um, show, Normal People, on Hulu. I think that came out in 2020. Oh, okay. It was a pretty like breakout performance, I think, for him and for Daisy Edgar Jones, who was the opposite of him in that show. And I personally didn't love that show. I thought it was a little bit okay, but he was fantastic in it and really had like a very depth of emotional performance as like a young person struggling um, with depression. And so I think that's also why he was cast in this movie after Sun. Um, but I, uh, I just know him from that. And I mostly know him from like, he's just kind of been, been in the background of like things using like a music video that I knew and like, uh, you know, just just kind of becoming a rising star out there, and then getting nominated right. for an Oscar and a BAFTA. So wow, wow, all big, right, big, big stuff. Well, then I guess should we, since we're already talking about Paul Mescal, should we uh, just talk about After Sun first? Even though, should we watch that one second? Yeah, I think so. I just finished this one like an hour ago, less than that, and so it's pretty fresh in my head. Um, I didn't know what to expect from this movie. Also, both these movies are A24, which is another thing that ties them together. (laughs) Yeah, A24 has been just just putting out so much stuff. So much stuff. I want to count how many A24 movies are nominated this year. It's There's like a million. There's like a million, dude. They're doing good. They're doing super good. Um, But this one was like interesting i don't i mean i just saw promos from this movie i don't think i ever saw a trailer from it um i'm sure you didn't either i didn't see anything i just i just pressed play i didn't look at the summary i'm just like okay let's go um i didn't even either and i just knew it was just about a dad and a daughter on vacation and that was kind of it um and so you're just watching them through videos like it's it's pretty clear that it takes place in the 90s because they've got this old camcorder and they're caught their outfits are like really 90s um looking and so it's just kind of like their relationship like a dad and like an 11 year old and obviously it becomes clear that he's quite a young dad as well you know we don't really yeah at one point some guests in the hotel you know think that he's he's her brother mm-hmm. and he's like oh you know i'm actually her father and you know he's he's very young um but yeah i really liked some of the shots that were done in this movie like there would just be just there'd just be something on the tv and you just hear them talking but like there, there was a lot of just the camera would be on something else like something inanimate whether it's moving or reflection or playing something it would just be on something and and then you just kind of hear the characters talking in the background like i really liked this movie was very beautiful. Like, I really liked a lot of the shots that were that were done in this movie. Yeah, and it had that like vacation quality to it that you get with the home videos without it being like too much. Like it was it was just about like too much, but the score was underset with this like extremely sad 
low, like, melodic, just, like, minor keys kind of score that hummed throughout the whole movie. So it kind of set the tone to being already depressing and, like, tension-filled and scary in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know? kind of similar. We'll, we'll get to Causeway in a second. But, yeah, kind of similar. With, like, Causeway had very little music in mm-hmm. it. Like, it was just I kind of background noise or, like, background music. Like, there was... There was at least not that I noticed. It seemed like a very silent, like really no soundtrack at all, um, almost. And then, yeah, kind of similar with this one. I also liked that, like, again, like not really reading the summary and not really knowing what to expect, honestly. I mean, we were getting some weird flashbacks of like what looked like a rave or a club or something like just a very, mm-hmm. very hard to see. Like, couldn't even see, like, at first it, it took a while to even see that you know, uh, Sophie's dad was, was here. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it was just the strobe lights were very like, I don't know, almost like they were staccato, very, very staccato, but like, yeah. like not, not fast enough to like see, like see, mm-hmm. cause usually if, if strobe lights are going fast enough, you can, you can see fairly well, but these were like very slow strobe lights. Mm-hmm. And, and we know someone else is in, like, through the whole movie, like, these random cuts of this, like, rave are happening. And you know someone else is there, but you don't, you don't, you obviously don't see this other person at their vacation. At least not that you know of until we kind of learn later that it's older Sophie mm-hmm. that's at this rave where her father is um, or something. I don't know. This movie had me, had me questioning a lot. Like, I kind of knew what happened but i'm still kind of confused about what happened like i think like the end of it with the queen song under pressure playing while they were in the weeds older sophie younger sophie and the dad dancing together i was like so emotional like it it like all came at once that this was kind of like a memory of the last time that Sophie was with her dad and you know you kind of it kind of all becomes like mingled together and like the pain that she's feeling at that time with the under pressure song was just like so emotional like I was like sitting here just just tears like just coming down my face like it was like really affecting me like a lot more than I thought it was going to like I just because I was pretty bored the like pretty much the whole time like it's a very slow burn of a movie like it's a you know you're just watching it you're just trying to understand what's going on with these two characters why Paul Mezcal the dad is the way that he is and he starts to kind of have these inklings of being depressed and the the things that you're seeing, you know, he's trying to do like Tai Chi and he's trying to like breathe and he's trying to move. And, and you're like, oh, why is he doing this? Like he seems to be kind of going through something more. And then once you see him crying, you like truly know that he's just really depressed and, you know, things are edging at him pretty bad yeah and it's so and it's and it's so vague and almost like hard to decipher because the movie seems to be from sophie's point of view like like what Mm -hmm. she is seeing of her father she doesn't she probably doesn't quite understand what depression is or Mm -hmm. you know if if there's anything even wrong because you know parents they try to hide it a lot of the time and so and, and you're really just seeing everything that's happening from sophie's eyes and she's also noticing other people too she's very observant she's not only looking at her dad and you know asking him like kind of like she's growing up as kind of a coming of age story as well. Like she's, she's asking him questions, you know, about like, you know, what did you want for your 11th birthday? And he's, that's obviously something that kind of is hard for him to think back on. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he eventually tells us that no one remembered his 11th birthday and his parents felt really bad about it. Like, so, you know, there's probably some, you know, sad childhood trauma possibly that mm-hmm. we just don't really know because again, this is your child. You, yeah. Probably don't disclose any of this traumatic information to your children. Like we're just very much in the dark because we're just seeing everything through Sophie's eyes. And this movie made me think of Fun Home. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like in a way. Cause that because that's like a comic book writer or something, like recounting stories of her youth. Yeah. And like kind of coming to the realization that her father is gay mm-hmm. um 
and like seeing the breakdown of her parents' marriage, basically. Yeah. And then kind of seeing how those experiences and those revelations like turned her into who she was and how she grew up. So that was, that really made me think of Fun Home. It made me think of Lost Daughter, which we watched last year. Oh. Because of the kind of like vacation um, yes, nature the vacation of that aspect. movie. And, and also yeah. it was about being a parent too. Yeah. So that one kind of, not that that one was exactly the same as this, but it was a very similar feeling, like that kind of chill, relaxed vibe where it's not really relaxed because you're thinking about um, a lot more than just where you are. And it, it really kind of like, to me, was that, that same feeling of what Sophie talks about after they've had a nice day. And she kind of feels a little depressed after her big highs that she has kind of a low. And and it it sounds like it's innocuous, but it's so many of these little innocuous things that kind of just lead up to who somebody is and like how they feel on the inside. And And that's like an amazing way to tell a story. Like this is a great movie. It really is like you don't really notice that you're feeling all these things until it's done and that what you have experienced is something that is like very personal to the director and to the writer you know it's just like wow what a personal film what a what a meaning like well-meaning well-said movie that is grounded in realism you know yeah yeah and and kind of going back to not really noticing these feelings until you also acknowledge them. Like the fact that Sophie brings mm-hmm. them up and and that probably made her father think about his own feelings because, you know, he was just trying to turn it around to be like, okay, well, we're going to, you know, go back out and still have a good time because we're on vacation. On vacation, you're they're supposed to be the happiest. Like, you know, mm-hmm. these are supposed to be, mm-hmm. these are supposed to be just fun days, fun days to remember forever. And, um, but it still had that very, you know, vac- vacation's fun and everything, but you also just kind of have that, like, sometimes depending where you're at. And this place was, you know, very serene and there was a pool and, you know, the days are long and, you know, you're out in the sun a lot. That can just make mm-hmm. the days feel very slow and maybe sometimes mundane. I mean, this place seemed like I had a lot of fun activities, I guess, the karaoke and yeah. the, and all the workers, like, uh, dancing, doing their little, uh, the, what is it, the <laughs> Macarena? Yeah. Oh, my God so 90s and they're and like old guys singing yeah 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 it, it's kind of like a dystopian like weird vacation dystopian situation but like so many people have experienced that same thing and it's like just because you go on vacation doesn't mean you change into a different person <laughs> like you're there and it's a yeah and the beautiful relationship that they had and the, i think also i was really crying at the part where he was on the um little like buoy with her out in the ocean and he was like telling her that she could tell him anything you know like tell me what you're doing like talk to me about it and then you won't feel alone like that was kind of a beautiful moment between them that he wanted to like he loved her so much and he wanted to express that to her and that was like his way of showing it as well and I think that just also got me like so much because it was so such a beautiful moment and you knew that he wasn't going to be around anymore. Like it was just, it was underlying through that whole movie. Like every time you would say about something in the future and then he would, you know, he would buy that $800 um, beautiful rug and you're like, this is not somebody who is happy. Like this is, he is not going to be here for much longer and it's just so freaking sad <laughs> you know oh god it really yeah. got me <laughs> so sad <laughs> yeah and these two had really great chemistry uh the actress who played sophie who was so good she was so great um yeah where is this oh here we go frankie corio frankie corio they were so cute. Mm-hmm. They had such great chemistry. And uh, and yeah, and she would ask him questions about, like, you know, we, we kind of knew that he was having a hard time, like, 
keeping a job. Like he was trying to start businesses. Like he was going to open a cafe, but that fell through. Yeah. Um, and then he was trying to start something up with, with a friend that he mentions again, all stuff that were kind of left in the dark because I mean, who even knows if Sophie knows these people, it's just like, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. And she asks if, he, if he's going to come back to Scotland at some point, And he's like, no, but I'm probably gonna get a place in London. Like, it's just, it's all very up in the air and uncertain. But the only thing we know that is certain is, is their holiday. What's happening right now in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Great job, Charlotte Walls. You, I mean, I think that she actually, like, this did win some things at the BAFTAs, which happened like yesterday, like straight up. So I'm just going to read. Read, see what um, things it won. Um, okay, so it won, so it was nominated at the BAFTAs for uh, Outstanding Debut for a British Writer, Director, Producer, and uh, it she won. Charlotte Wells won for that. Um, nice. And it was nominated for Casting, British Film of the Year, and Best Leading Actor for, for Paul Mescal. Um, and for the Academy Awards, it's only nominated for Best actor um which i honestly think that this movie like deserved to be nominated for a lot of other things not just did it get nominated for best picture no it didn't and what i mean i (laughs) that's that's a snub i think it's a snub i also think charlotte wells really should have been nominated for best director because it really is like quite well done and it really makes you feel like, I think it's better than Lost Daughter's direction, to be honest. And, like, just because I'm comparing them, like, that's what it made me feel like. And it just felt more present in this movie. Like, really good directing for both everything that was going on in this movie and the way that it's edited, you know? So, that's that's what I have to say. I, <laughs> I really needed is- more stuff. What's that noise in the background? That was my uh, dishwasher. It makes a noise when it's done. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it sings to you. Oh, yeah. So does mine. I think mine goes like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> it does something like that. I, I can't quite remember. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this movie. Like, I was watching it and I was like, this is this is kind of bo- boring and slow, but I'm really enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I could. I I think I <laughs> felt more about this than I felt about Causeway, which we'll we'll talk about. But um, we'll talk about that next. Uh, yeah. Is there any trivia? So definite snubs. Charlotte Wells for director and this movie for best picture. What the hell? I know. Um, that was stupid. It was dumb. It says director. I'm salty now. <laughs> I know. You thought maybe it would Fucking be Fucking salty. Fucking salty. Um, All right, here we go. Let's look at some trivia. Let's look at some goddamn trivia. It says, Director Charlotte Wells auditioned over 800 girls for the lead role of Sophie. <gasps> wow! That's wild. That's a lot of kids. How do you even talk them apart? so many kids! Oh my gosh! But no, Frankie, she was so great. She was so, so good. anything else oh this is kind of interesting um the second one says charlotte wells stated in a recent interview that during the two weeks rehearsal period that the cast and crew had set on on set in turkey there were two read-throughs of the script with just wells and frankie corio wells also added that these scripts purposefully did not contain scenes which mezcal has alone which focused on the detail and in, in depression in which callum is experiencing so corio's performance was naive to these facts just as sophie is Oh, that's great! I Look know that. that's great. That's great direction. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like it's so intentional. It's so it's great. It's intentional. It's intentional direction, and and writing too. Um, yeah. Oh, I have. I've had this when Callum and uh, Sophie visit the rug merchant. They the drink they're having is traditional Turkish black tea. I had that. That's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, when you get that shot of, of old Sophie's feet on the rug, and it's it's also just such a... I mean, she has this rug, oh, right? Oh, I thought, I thought those legs looked weird. <laughs> they weren't manly. I was like, whose like, legs are those? 
<laughs> now I get it. I get it. I got it. It's like little stuff like that. Like you're tr- you're learning about what is really happening through these things. Like if you didn't notice, like oh, her feet is on the rug that her dad just bought in like the scene before. Why does she have that rug? Because so he doesn't the, exist so, anymore. So it's the rave scene that kind of happens, like, like, like I'm pretty sure the two of them were not actually at a rave. I mean, maybe that was like no. her memory of him, and she was just like, you know, angry at him. That was like a, was like a headspace that she was in. Yeah. Um. And he walks into it at the end. And he walks into it at the end. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Wow. Mm, beautiful. Wow. What great directing. <laughs> what great should have been nominated directing. Wow, what great snubs. Okay. Um, um, let's uh, Some plot keywords? Yeah, go to the plot keywords and the... Okay. I think it's called... Okay, so under... So it's where I'm looking at this on my iPad now. Right. Because, it's it's because, not quite... It's, it's, under, it's under the keywords section... Yeah. And now there's subgenres, plot time frames, and then plot details. So I, I have them plot... if you want me to read them. I, I can see them. They're right here. Okay. Uh, they're, they're, they're just, for me, they're called plot details, not plot keywords. Um, father-daughter relationship, vacation, repeated scene, uh, coming of age, memory. Yeah, so the repeated scene is the one that you see in the very beginning where she's, like, mm-hmm. filming him. And like, like we're basically seeing the video footage of it, and then we kind of see the actual point where it's getting recorded at the on the vacation. She's asking him, she's "Like, I'm going to interview you," and he goes, "Like, okay, yeah." Um, and then we actually see that scene. That's when she asks him, "You know, like, what did you want? Like, where, where did you think you were going to be when you were 11?" And like, mm-hmm. yeah, stuff like that. Just also to say that I had to look up to see how old paul mezcal was because i was like oh he's supposed to be a young dad in this he's supposed to be 31 he turned 31 in the movie um and i wanted to know let's just see he's irish as well okay he just turned 27 so he i mean he's literally four years younger than the actor like he's playing which is wild like usually it's it's not that way yeah. But he's younger than us, Emily. <laughs> what? He's two years younger than us. He is. Yeah. Like, 27. What? 27? I, I know. Wow. Playing a father. I wonder if that's what he saw himself doing. <laughs> Playing a father at 27. I know. I mean, people are father. People, a lot of people or parents when they're 27 you know for sure but like it's, <laughs> but it's but it's rare to see that on the screen a little bit well little now bit. i think now i mean i think it's always been common like people are i think it's just now and he kind of looks young to have an 11 year old like it, it, you know if i think that's really what it is like she's 11 years old it's like when you when you think about it like that, like if you see a parent who's 27 and they have a young kid, it's like, well, they're like one or two, they're three, whatever. Like you had them when you were in your early 20s, but not when you were like in your teens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which definitely happens a lot. So. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie got a 95 Metascore with 45 positive reviews and one mixed review. And that is a, um, a 58 I'm gonna go bash this mixed review person. The fact that you are the reason that this movie probably doesn't have a 100. Yeah. Or higher. <laughs> or higher. Yeah. Like, why? All right, let's take a look. So, the playlist gave it a 58. Um, said, bold acrobatics in editing and ambitious creative choices feel all the more superfluous next to Mescal's effortless charisma yeah there's no like digs in there so i don't know that little little bit is very i don't know i guess superfluous is i mean 58 is still fairly high for mixed i mean it's almost 60 but still the fact that it's only one like read the room elena (laughs) (laughs) um 
I'm going to read the slant 88. It says deftly constructed and utterly heartbreaking after Sun announces Charlotte Wells as an eminent storyteller of prodigious powers. Yeah. Oh my God. This variety one, you have to read it. Okay. It's here we 90. go. <laughs> variety gave it a 90. Um, after Sun thus works elegantly as a kind of dual coming of age study, perfectly served by Mescal's signature brand of soft boy gentleness here shown maturing increasing into more hardened troubled masculinity and the vitality of choreo whose deft lovely performance braids both authentic exuberance and a girlishness that feels more performed as if for the benefit of her dad so good that what was a beautiful guy yeah. so beautiful i actually loved that switch of the shots where we see her sleeping and him outside in the like beginning like right when they first get to the to the hotel and then later when he's having his emotional like emotional day he is on the bed and sleeping and she goes outside and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's like it's like the switch between who's the parent and who's the child here mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. in that situation and how would it feel to be 11 and have like to take care of your dad in a way, you know, and a lot of people have to deal with that. So it was just a nice visual there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's count the 100. Yes. I was going to say the same thing and I will pick one. Um, I'm going to pick the Irish Times one because I thought it was very nice. How many 100s do we have, Emily? 28! 28! Are you fools? What the shit, dude? Dude, that's got to be a record. 28! <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Uh, this movie really should have been nominated, dude. What the fuck? I'm so mad. <laughs> I am... So mad. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead and read the Irish Times. It says, <laughs> after Sun's greatest achievement is to gradually reveal the eminence of a tragedy, though never explicitly confirmed, feels inescapable by the all already celebrated final shot. It is hard to think of another film that has pulled off this trick so effectively. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh. Aw, oh, man. All right. Do you want to take a break and then move on over to Causeway? Let's do it. All right. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we are back. Um, we're going to talk about Causeway which Brian Tyree Henry was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in. Um, so obviously we were watching his every move in this movie. Because <laughs> that's why we watched it. I honestly forgot what why we were watching this movie, but I by the end of it I was like, wow. Brian Tyree Henry should definitely be nominated. And he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the fact that you, like, didn't know and you, like, forgot and then you were like, T really should have been nominated. <laughs> I mean, we're big fans of his already, so I really just think, like, to us, like, he's just 
I mean, I love this guy. He's so, oh, everything He's about so him good. is just, I just love him <laughs> so much. I mean, even, even in Bullet Train, which we talked about him in this year, I mean, that movie mm-hmm. was, was not great, but like, he was so fun to watch. I mean, come on. It's, he's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he was really great. Him and, um, and Aaron Taylor Johnson were probably some of my favorite parts in that movie. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. honestly, yeah, he was, he, he was really what pulled us through that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, so this one is directed by Leela Neubauer. Another woman director and also uh, yeah. written by three writers, Atessa Moshfe, Luke Goebel, and Elizabeth Saunders. And I saw that the writer, I, like at the end of the movie, I saw that it was written by Atessa Moshfe. And I was like, that's the writer of that book that came out this year, My Year of Rest and Relaxation. The one that's like really like, you know, New York Times bestseller book. Like every time I yeah. would see it. I'd be like, what is that book about? And I remember Vicky reading it and saying she didn't like it and oh. telling us. <laughs> so, like, afterwards, yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> so there's that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, this is, I thought this movie was all right. I didn't love it. Yeah, same. Um, I thought I had some really cute moments. And, uh, but again, this one was Probably a bit a bit more boring than After Sun. Yeah, it, um, it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. I was like, I like Jennifer Lawrence, but I kind of was a little disappointed by her, uh, by her performance a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I just didn't really. Not that, not that I really related to the other to the other story at all, but like I don't know, I just felt like I, I was more interested in the other story than this. A little bit, I don't know. So it's about a, about a Jennifer Lawrence's character. Um, she's a soldier, and she gets uh, she has a um, something blow up near her as she's traveling in a vehicle, and she gets like a brain injury, and so she can't like walk. She can't like really. Mm-hmm. do things for herself and she kind of starts going to physical therapy and she's you know getting on a bunch of meds to help with you know depression and pain meds and yeah other things like that because it's a very traumatic experience that she went through and we kind of learn later that you know she joined the army to kind of get away from her home life which we hear wasn't the greatest i kind of wish we maybe delved a bit deeper i felt like we got very surface level with everything and we didn't really get very deep into anything like like, yeah we know her mom kind of just disappoints her a lot and doesn't Mm -hmm. show up where she says she's gonna be yeah and then and then that her brother was a junkie and now he's in jail yeah and like and and he just kind of would be out of it for for like a majority of their childhood together so but it was just but that was it and we're like okay we got a bit more deeper with with uh what james was going through brian tyree henry's character like yeah you know they meet her car breaks down and and he works at the auto shop that she takes her car to and they kind of develop a friendship because you know they've both gone through traumatic experiences and they kind of trauma bond um yeah and you know we learn that you know he lost his leg because he got into a car accident um where his nephew died and that kind of put a rift between him and his sister um and his like um fiance as well like yeah and his fiance yeah and so like him <clears throat> recounting that to jennifer lawrence's character was the most like intriguing part of this story was just it was it, it, it was, honestly was yeah like he has a very sad thing that happened to him and he continues his life but he has to kind of grapple with these very big emotions and still be somebody like a present person for a stranger you know so kind of yeah that that like whole dichotomy of a person how they go about the, the world and you got to see him in in his reactions with with jennifer lawrence's character so that was why he was nominated it was incredible just the, the depth that he 
went to like but not too like it wasn't like ever a moment where it was too much it was just enough like he really did a great job it was it was great <laughs> yeah I'm not sure if it was mostly just like the the character Jennifer Lawrence was given like maybe her character just really wasn't written a whole bunch because yeah it seems like you know her character stays pretty much distant from everyone mm-hmm. like the second she gets home yeah she's just like all right i gotta get my doctor to sign my waiver i need to just do what i gotta do she gets like a job as a as a pool cleaner just so she doesn't have like a sit in front of a screen type of job all day yeah. which her mom's trying to trying to give to her um and she's just she's trying to get the hell out of it like, she's not trying to make any friends she's not trying to to do anything and and her character kind of just stays that way up until like the very end yeah when she's like so you asked if you if, if i should if i if i could if i wanted to move in i could offer still stands and then the movie ends and i'm like okay it's like i don't know i didn't really like jennifer lawrence's character whether that's just how it was written or how she was portraying <sighs> i don't know i don't know again we don't really know she was a very like distant person and so that i think watching distant characters is hard to connect with and I think that's the purpose of her character and that's kind of the issue with the story is that she is a distant character so when you when people ask her questions she doesn't really answer them and so it's aggravating because she doesn't really show much uh, like on like she's trying to show what's going on her inner turmoil that she has of of struggling with this brain injury but it's not but she's kind of got that like distant loneliness to her that we can't connect to a lot um and i I will say i liked her scenes with her doctor i like her i liked her scenes with Mm -hmm. with uh with her doctor because you know she was really trying to paste on a face of like yeah i'm good to go i'm good to go but you could still kind of hear the desperation in there like like oh yeah i'm great like i'm sleeping i'm sleeping great yeah um I mean, or possibly she was having better weeks than others, like maybe because, you know, she she was truthful and she said, like, oh, I'm not sleeping very well. Yeah. And then m- maybe one week she was. And then, you know, the next week she she's back to not sleeping well. It's like because, again, it's not it's not a, like, a, oh, you're fixed type of thing. It's kind of like a you need to struggle through this and get through this. Yeah. For years, for years to come, maybe the rest of your life. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's kind of what made this a more uh, realistic movie, like, in a lot of ways. Like, it is a really, like, simple story, insular, as I've seen it described. Um, And, you know, that kind of just has a reality of people's lives. Like, some people are like this. And so, you know, it's like watching a character that we don't normally see. But I kind of like that. I think that that aspect of it is nice that we're watching something that is so insular and so specific to this particular person that maybe other people would be able to relate to but i just like don't know who would watch this movie that would kind of have that same like who's gonna see this movie and also who's gonna have a relatable experience to this person you know who's had this trauma and that reacts this particular way you know maybe that is kind of the the like specific like reason why this movie was made so that you could kind of listen to somebody how they deal with their trauma you know and yeah what they're going through <laughs> you know yeah i did like the scene where she goes to visit her brother in jail and um mm-hmm. and he's deaf so they are signing to each other so that was really sweet um mm-hmm. and you know they're just being very very brother sister you know how are you how's mom you know all that kind of stuff and it was kind of sad that that her brother kind of said like you know i i'm better in here like i i feel comfortable i feel safe in here which you know it's a very small scene i kind of wish again i just kind of wish we got a little bit more from her side just the fact that we could get so much from james's side with 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 still so little yeah and still like feel for his character i just i just felt so so distant from from jennifer from Lindsay's from Lindsay's story Lindsay's character which again yeah this didn't happen to me 
It's not it's not relatable to me. It's Honestly, relatable to other people. This actor who played the deaf brother, like truly, he was on screen for like two minutes and like his performance was so good. Like it, it broke my heart. Like it was a wonderful, beautiful performance for like the two yeah. minutes that he was on screen. And I was like, this guy should get a fucking Oscar nomination. Like, my God. <laughs> Like it was really, yeah. really good, and like that's yeah. that's the like. It was really good. It was it, it was, was really like, good again. One of one of the notable parts of this this movie was that scene, and and I'm not saying that like Jennifer Lawrence's character should have had those kind of emotional touch points, but it just yeah, it is harder to watch. It's it's like a little bit more of a meditative movie that maybe would have been better as a book or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i don't know if it's just me but i didn't really feel like the scene the the scene where the guy was picking her up and and james was like trying to help was like was fine but like later on when they're both in the pool and they're like a little drunk and and it's, it's already been established established that she's a lesbian and like it's just not interested she still kisses him anyway because she feels bad for him. I don't know. I just just kind of wished that we could have just used that time to build up their friendship a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. Just, like, why did that have to, why did that even have to muddy the waters? Like, it could have. Also, she's like, like she says. could have happened. She feels bad for him, but that's not really the reason why she kissed him. The reason why she kissed him was because she felt close to him at that moment and like sometimes that just happens when you are that close to someone and you're feeling for them and you're feeling a lot of things and then you just want to kiss them and like it would make it makes sense in that scene why she does it but then she tells him it's because she felt bad for him and it's like that's really mean to say and you're gonna say that in front of him like you know that like just because you like you think oh she said that because she has the brain injury you know, because she said that mean thing to that other lady before. But it's like, is that really true? Like, is that really something that you might have said to somebody? Like, because that's just really mean. <laughs> you know, like, it, it just really didn't. It felt weird. It felt off. And she doesn't even apologize for it. And then she's at the end. She gives him some beer. And she's like, oh, okay, we're going to be friends now. And I'm like, you really, that's, like, what you said to him really was kind of fucked up. <laughs> you know, like. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I kind of got settled a bit a bit too quickly. Like, I wish that scene might have happened a bit. This is a pretty short movie. It was like an hour and 30 minutes. Um, so that's pretty short. And, um, and maybe maybe that kind of conflict scene needed to happen a bit earlier. Because, yeah, it was just like, they, they said some very mean things to each other. And then they're just like, okay, can we be friends now? And it's just, okay, I don't know. Yeah, like, is it a good idea that you live together? Like, at the end, I was like, I don't know. I I don't know if you should live together. <laughs> I'm not sure about this anymore. I don't I mean... think that that's a good idea. I think when you didn't really know each other very well, it was fine. But then, you know, you start to get to know each other and you're like, oh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, it felt a little... That, that scene really threw it off. And it just was a little... <laughs> I don't know. There, there were some things about this about this screenplay that I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> I think that's also what Vicky didn't <laughs> like about the book that the one girl wrote because I think like the the main character Vicky was saying that the main character was just kind of a shitty person, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe you know she only writes main characters that are like people you don't really want to like, you know? Yeah, that could be true. I mean. We we do get that scene. Uh, there was a really nice scene between her and her mom, kind of when they're in the pool together. Like her mom's in the pool drinking a margarita. Yeah, she's just like, "Get in here!" <laughs> you know, her mom's just trying to, you know, make up for lost time. She's like, apparently, uh, Lindsay's been gone for a long time, yeah. and again, they have a weird relationship. She doesn't. She doesn't ever hug her once. No. She's always just like arm's length away from her and it seems that that's kind of the the relationship that they have. Like she doesn't want to tell her mom things because her mom is just it, she's just not going to be the kind of person that she can depend on. So 
it's that I mean that makes sense that that's kind of the way that she would react like even she came home and she probably hadn't seen her in years and and she's just like okay you want to meet Ted and she's like no I'm tired like <laughs> it's just like the kind of mom that only really thinks about themselves and that's it like your daughter just had a traumatic brain injury you don't want to say something something else yeah it's like she's <laughs> she's trying to reach out and then that other time she's like oh why don't you come out i could i could use a drink and we could you know chat or something like i said it's like she's she maybe she's trying just so that she can tell herself that she's trying but yeah. then yeah. just is just kind of disappointing again exactly yeah yeah, it's it's kind of a it's a realistic movie in that way. I mean, people people act like this, you know, like it's it's not that they don't. So <laughs> they sure do. They sure do. Um, it said it was shot. So there's like two trivia's. It says the film was shot in summer of 2019, but it didn't premiere until 2022. Oh wow! And the rumored previous title of the film was Red, White, and Water. Which is a Ugh. very, very bad title. So this is this is better. Ugh. And the causeway <laughs> was the name of the highway that uh, Brian Tyree Henry's character had crashed, crashed on. on. Yeah, and lost yeah. his nephew and everything. So I think it's just kind of the mention of the past traumas that that they have. Sure. Yeah. That's a that's a much that's a much better title. What was for for after sun what what was what was after sun in like regards to i thought i i thought i heard something in the movie that kind of made me think of the title of the movie but it kind of reminded me of the time when the girl was like like i was saying laying on the bed and thinking she felt kind of down cuz like you've been in the sun all day and then mm. and then it's dark and then you're feeling a little hot you're feeling a little depressed you know, it's kind of the afterglow situation of being in it's such a bright, vibrant place and then having the, the colors dim a little bit. When they were both in the sauna and she was talking about how, like, you know, when he's gone, she can look up in the sky mm -hmm. and she knows that they're both under the same sky. Yeah, I thought she was going to say something in that scene about it, like about like say after sun for whatever reason but that was like making me think of like oh okay but i just i just like that that scene in general that uh that quote that she said yeah oh here we go the 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 quote that immediately shows up on the page is uh aren't your tits sweating get your ass in this pool on the causeway one on the causeway one yeah <laughs> it's a good yeah. quote the pool, the pool stuff is nice. I mean, it's it's like a. There's a lot of a lot of shots of pools, and it seems like it's a very very hot summer in New Orleans. So, mm -hmm. it's kind mm -hmm. of like the great like purifier in a way. But in a lot of ways, this movie really didn't have you know the poetic like it wasn't trying to really say too much, you know? And I think that's what I liked about it too. Like, it wasn't like, this means this, the pool means this, you know, this stands for this. And it just really wasn't like that. I was like, this is what it is. Like, it's just a pool. Mm -hmm. It looks nice. It looks refreshing. It's very hot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and, and when you, you know, you think about it and then you think about what it would be like to go in a pool and it's really freaking hot and that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both these movies had pools. Yeah, there there's a lot of things that tie these two together. It really <laughs> was strange. <clears throat> and we didn't do that on purpose. We're just like, sure let's, let's talk about these two movies together. Why not? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read these uh, plot keywords. We've got brain injury, injury, trauma, suffering, U.S. soldier. There you go. Wow. Suffering. <laughs> suffering. Sure. Suffering. I'm gonna see what other movies have have suffering. I mean, a lot of movies people are suffering. Oh my god! <laughs> Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder. What? Blonde. Yeah, the audience really suffered through that movie. <laughs> I said what I said. I think the suffering in Thor, Love and Thunder is obviously from the bad guy's character, from you know the fact that he loses his child. 
and sure sure for sure that counts as suffering um so this movie got a 66 meta score so in the green just just about um 28 positive reviews 10 mixed reviews and one negative review um with a low of 25 the highest is a 90 Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, sorry. Hold on. I'm loading. I'm loading my little iPad screen. All right, let's go down. All right, so the San Francisco Chronicle, who gave it a 25. The experience of seeing Causeway isn't what you'd imagine while trying to decide whether to watch a 92-minute movie about a veteran's slow recovery. It feels more like moving in with her, invisible for weeks, and watching as she makes a sandwich or stares into space. That isn't drama. That's practically audience abuse. Oh, no. What? That is a really harsh thing to say about this movie. It's not abuse. It's just kind of boring. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, the the 50 from New York Times kind of says it good. It says, Causeway is both thin and heavy-handed. Its plot overly diagrammed and its characters inadequately fleshed out. The burden of making it credible falls disproportionately on Henry and Lawrence, superb actors who do what they can do to bring their script static and fuzzy ideas about pain, alienation, and the need for connection to something that almost resembles life. Okay, so it was probably the screenplay that was the problem. That's what I'm saying, like... Because I I, I like Jennifer Lawrence. I know she's a good actress. (laughs) I agree, and I, yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I didn't really like the screenplay. I thought it was kind of meh. <laughs> it was like it was a meh kinda, screenplay. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't really like Lindsay as a character. She's just like meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go for like a lower green here. Um, Lawrence and Henry. This is Vulture seventy have a warm, natural chemistry that rapport really seems to guide where the movie ends up instead of the other way around. Yeah, guess so. I liked, I liked how, like, they met and how, like, their friendship was blooming. I just, yeah, I didn't like that scene towards the end when I was like, okay, now this just fucked everything up. But, like, I, I did think they had great chemistry and I just wanted them to be Biffles. That's all I wanted. Yeah, and like when you think about the movie, it didn't really need a didn't really need a conflict because the conflict was already there. So you didn't need to add more conflict. Like the conflict yeah. is they're they're having a hard time. So just let them like have a hard time together and grow closer together and or have her lash out in a way because maybe she's she's trying to push him away so that it's easier for her to leave again because like again she's trying to leave like and she she's she's trying not to establish any footing here that could probably also be why she's distancing herself from her mother but like i don't know just a thought yeah and also like it didn't really seem like like i guess the purpose is to say oh they need each other they need a trauma bond and that's important for them but like even brian tyree henry's character was just like he didn't really need her like it seemed that way when he was talking to her and he was drunk, but but he was like a friendly guy. He would like say hi to people. He had you know, I don't know. Again, we didn't really see too much into his into him working at the at the auto shop or anything. But he seemed like a like a friendlier guy than her. Yeah. Okay. You want to read any of the top ones or are we good? Um. Uh, let's see. The highest we have here is you already said a ninety. We got two of them, so I'm gonna read read one of them um i like this one the rap yeah <laughs> we're gonna do um not na, Nabauer is that how you said it i na, i'd say like Newbauer or Newbauer. Newbauer. Newbauer lawrence and henry deliver an unhurried gem that might feel slight but always feels right a gem Yes, a gem. Yeah, there's a gem here. I would not call this movie a gem. I'm sorry. No. No. <laughs> mm, no. Compared to the sparkling diamond, which was <laughs> after, after Sun. Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emily. 
we should now refer to every perfect movie as a Spock wing diamond because <laughs> that is exactly how we feel about so many movies and a lot of them this year that oh. are nominated for Oscars. So we That's are almost Rouge, done. Right? What? That's from Moulin Rouge, right? Yeah, totally. Sparkling diamond. It's it's uh, Toulouse's character. Yes. Yes. Says that. The yes. sparkling diamond. Oh, so good. Uh, yes, we should definitely, we should most definitely from here on out do that. Um, all right. Any other lasting, uh, lasting tidbits about Causeway or After Sun? Um, you, you, you go a 24, you get those Oscars. You keep fucking going. Okay. No. How many, okay, okay. So how many a 24 movies are nominated this year? Oh God. We got, we got the... women talking. Okay. Wait. Causeway. Pull up a 24. After sun. <laughs> the year. Everything everywhere all at once. I'm going to keep counting. You just, you just, you wait till you get to the list. Um, close. I think is uh, also the whale, the whale uh, did, 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 um, did I have to look Brendan at Fraser? this list of Did Brendan Fraser get get nominated? He did. He did. Okay, so the whale. <clears throat> okay. Twenty twenty two. I just have to see Oh, this County I five. wanna see the television programs. I wanna see the movies. Ooh, what list television programs? Did we watch one? Just a minute. Let me let me do this first. And then <laughs> sorry, I will sorry. Go one, back one, sorry. To... one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Twenty twenty two. Okay, let's see. We've got everything everywhere all at once for this year. These are things that are nominated, right? Marcel the yeah, Shell yeah. with shoes on. Mm-mm-mm. Um, after sun, Causeway. Um, the will. That seems like it's it. And wasn't I thought Women Talking was was an A twenty four movie? Was that not? It's not on the list, so I'm gonna go oh. with it's not. Let's see Oops. what. My bad. What they've got so here five? for TV? I guess like television programs. Let's see. They've just got some small stuff, like a Netflix show called Mo. Okay. Um and one's one called Home. I'm a Vep, the G word, Ali Wong, her um Don Wong thing that she had. I guess they're this mm-hmm. is just things they've produced. So Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The the five so says A24 distributes and produces around 18 to 20 films a year. Its five highest grossing films are Everything Everywhere All at Once, Hereditary, Lady Bird, Moonlight, and Uncut Gems. Thank you, A24. The only one I have not seen from that list is Hereditary. Yeah. Because it's scary. It's so good, though. <laughs> oh, God. One, one day, day. We're going to talk about it. One day <laughs> <laughs> we'll do some Ariaster roundup because he's got another movie coming out soon. So Okay. All right. Well, thank you for looking those those A twenty four movies up. Uh, so five A twenty four movies nominated this year. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, love you A twenty four. Um <laughs> that is it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and IMDB. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. And if you want to email us and say hello, please do that at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow our social media. We have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast. And uh, we have merch. Please check that out. But thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.